Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Cardinals <laughs> podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Welcome to your Arizona Cardinal post-game show, winner-winner, overtime dinner at Las Vegas. The Arizona Cardinals do the unthinkable Bo Brock, down 20 to nothing, come back and win 29, what, 20, 20. 23 in overtime? <laughs> yeah, I don't right. even remember the score. Byron Murphy, the scoop and score in the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, Isaiah Simmons, so many storylines. Frank Sanders, Bo Brock, where do we start? I mean, this team, the resiliency that we didn't think existed going from the first half to the second half. Vance Joseph, his defense couldn't do anything. Isaiah Simmons wasn't even on the freaking playing field. Yeah. He comes up with the biggest play of the game for the Arizona Cardinals. He forces the fumble against his old Clemson teammate, Hunter Renfro. Looked like they were going to position themselves for a field goal. And the Arizona Cardinals, Byron Murphy, scoop and score. One and one town, baby. Crazy, crazy, crazy preseason game, which it looked like at first. But what happened? These guys showed up. They didn't quit. The resilience of the Arizona Cardinals, Vance Joseph dialing up crazy defenses. Cliff Kingsbury is coming up with some crazy plays. Kyler Murray making the plays. Yeah. Absolutely fabulous. Kyler Murray is that dude picking up multiple teammates. You think about the A.J. Green drop after yeah. drop. It was painful. We were yelling, cut A.J. Green tomorrow. And then he hammers him for the two-point conversion. Then he hits what should have been Hollywood Brown on a deep gainer. Cardinals hopefully would have scored after that. He drops it. And who would have thought, Bo Brock? The defense. Zayvon Collins gets a, gets a forced fumble. Yeah. They almost recover it. You think the Raiders are going to go on to win it? Isaiah Simmons, two plays in a row, has a tackle for loss, then comes in and swats it out of Hunter Renfro's hands. Byron Murphy, the scoop and score. Three critical draftees of the Arizona Cardinals. Byron Murphy, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, getting it done for overtime after Isaiah Simmons, Bo Brock, was essentially benched the entire game. His athleticism was off the charts in overtime. Yeah, it was. It was on full display, and it was uh, changes to perception of Steve Kimes' most recent draft classes, especially guys on that side of the football, Frank. With Zayvon Collins making a play, with Isaiah Simmons making a play, and a guy in a contract year and Byron Murphy being right there. It wasn't there the right the, the previous play, right? Yeah. You didn't couldn't yep. get the fumble. They get it there when it meant most. Because other than that, you're probably gonna see a field goal attempt after that. Yeah. The Cardinals are sent home with the L at that point. Uh just an incredible win for this Cardinals team. They absolutely needed it. You know, now they're one and one, but you know, they showed that they can compete. Right? I mean, because we didn't see that in the first half. Do you think, and I was talking to Bo and Frank during the second half, this comeback, and do you think it's more the the Raiders got 
like lackadaisical. I mean, you're up 20 to nothing. How how can you not? The Cardinals showed no life in the first half, both offensively and defensively. And then something flipped for the Arizona yeah. Cardinals, whether this was their preseason that they finally, Frank, as you've been saying for weeks on end, finally kicked in the first half. It was last week. It was the first half. The offense got it going. James Conner goes out. Daryl Williams, you know, Benjamin pick up the slack. Missing wide receivers, Zach Urch, Hollywood Brown, Greg Dortch, pick up the slack. And then the defense, like, you know, we're all bitching and moaning, myself included, about the defense and, and talking about who's going to be the scapegoat. The defense is the worst in the NFL. To not give up any second-half touchdowns, to give up one field goal, and to have the winning score in overtime, what, what does that mean for Vance Joseph? It's crazy, man, because, look, the Raiders got all the names. Adams, Wallace, <laughs> Jacobs, Carr, mm-hmm. Renfro. And then yep. you look at it and you say, man, the Cardinals don't stand a chance definitely after that performance of the week before. But VJ said at the beginning, he said, man, we've only had one week to actually practice what we've been installing. Look, these guys made the adjustment. Somebody in the chat called VJ the GOAT of halftime <laughs> adjustments. Look, and that's absolutely right. But the guys yeah. got, they got their win. They got the feel of the game. They got the flow. They understood what they were supposed to do. Last last week's conversation was communication errors. Yeah. Again, there were there seemed like no communications errors. These guys were playing. They were at, they were they were on point. They was at the at the point of attack. They made the plays they need to. And again, that that in itself was just an absolutely fabulous comeback win for the Arizona Cardinals. It was, it was a defibrillator, right? I mean, th- this team was dead on the ground, and they needed to be shocked back to life. Yep. Yes. Cliff Kingsbury, Vance Joseph, you know, more VJ than K2. Yeah. Uh, not guys known for making those adjustments at halftime, but they did. They dialed them in. The, you know, they they forced, you know, they, they didn't come out of the, the gates offensively in the second half like you wanted to see. Yeah. But then the defense holds, right? And then Greg Dortch gets hot a little bit. You yep. get yourself on the board, and you give your your offense signs like, "Hey, we can we can we can move the ball against this team." That's right. And they continue to do that and just <clears throat> chip away, chip away, chip away, Frank. And what what happens when you're able to do that? And the next thing you know, it's a one score game, and the Raiders just kept the door open. And a testament to the Arizona Cardinals for kicking it in with their $230.5 million quarterback making plays all the way down the stretch. You just needed this team to feel like they had confidence or momentum. And it felt like four, six quarters last week in the first half, they had nothing. I'm going to tell you, underrated player today, Darrell Williams, coming in for an injured James Conner. Eight carries, 59 yards, 7.4 yards per carry. You know, Benjamin looked good. The Cardinals rushed 28 times, 143 yards, 5.1 yards per carry to the Vegas Raiders, who got away from the run, I thought, way too early, 21 for 80. We talked about it on our tailgate show this morning. We talked about it, gentlemen, duration the entire week. You had to get Kyler Murray going with his lower body, and he did just enough today, 28 yards, the rushing TD, the two-point conversion, which is going to be every top play this week, scrambling around when the Cardinals were still down 16. That was when, hey, he doesn't get that two-point conversion. This game's over a long time ago. And I want to remind everybody, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Producer Emma, was that a little hint? We want to drop something right now, which is our new PHNX Merchandise Locker t-shirt. Check this out right now at the locker, our brand new Buddha pose or Baby Yoda pose. Baby Yoda. Whatever you want to put it here, number one and uh, beautiful thing. PHNX Merchandise Locker, get it right now. Uh, I love it so much. NL MVP shirt, I would say, uh, as Kyler Murray looks fantastic. And Bo Brock, you know, you talk about K1, 76.7 QB rating but he threw the ball 49 times. He carried the Cardinals offensively when they had to be carried. You think about all the drops from his receivers. Kelvin Beecham had a terrible day blocking mm-hmm. on his on his right side. This is why you pay Kyler Murray $45 million. Yeah, I mean, he just found a way. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't look that great in the box score. It doesn't look great in, in person, except for 
those drives that they needed him to deliver, you know, on second down, third down, move the chains, get in the red zone, and then finish it off in the red zone when the first couple plays of the series, it looked like they weren't going to be able to find a way to get to the end zone. And then finally, Kyler was like, I'm going to do it myself. Yep. I'm going to get myself there. I'm going to get myself home because right now it's not working. Like, I want to rely on my guys, but it's not. So I'm going to put it on my shoulders. Guys, in, at this stage right now, a lot of the guys need their veterans to be who they need to be. We needed J.J. Watts to come out and, yeah. and get these guys going, get the young guys going. God, showing, like we will enforce our will. And, yes, we said J.J. Watts went out and really just pressed, pressed the issue with the defense line, and those guys kept going. But when you look at the offensive side of the ball, we needed K1 to do what he did. We needed to be a little bit physical out of a running game. You know, Benjamin, Darren Williams, we needed those guys to do what they needed to do, uh, put some pressure on against Jacobs or Crosby. And then you also have your boy, we have our boy Jones. And those guys became null and void the second, in, the, in the second half of the game. And that, that was beautiful to see because, again, K1 went out and made plays, and that's what you need to happen. Veterans need to step up and make plays in tough games like this. This is a game on the road. We talked about it, John, and we was 0-7 in the last couple of games, and, yeah. and that was sad to see. Yeah. But again, when we get on the road, we do something special, and those guys absolutely held on to the held on for four quarters of football. Seven of late, and they quarters. lost this game. And mm -hmm. you think about next week, you get the home uh, matchup against the Super Bowl champion, LA Rams. You cannot start the season 0-3. Uh, they've never beaten Sean McVay at home. I know people aren't thinking ahead, looking ahead. But in realistic fashion, they lose this game. That's a very tall task. But now you think about it, okay? It's all about survival until DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Survival until you get Rondell Moore and a lot of these pieces back. You play your best football, unlike prior years, at the end of the season. You, you come out of this stretch here, four games. You beat Carolina in week four, you're 500. You're in the mix. Look around the landscape of the NFC. It's a lot of dog shit, right? It's a lot mm -hmm. of teams that don't know who they are, their identity. You feel really good now that San Francisco, all due respect, they lose Trey Lance. They got to go with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's inconsistent, right? L.A. doesn't look like world beaters. Seattle came back down to earth. You are in the mix now, firmly. Oh, yeah, yeah you're, you, I mean, you, you didn't want to go down 0-2. You didn't want to have to win a game at home against the Rams. Daddy McVay, unfortunately, has Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray's number. Yeah. No matter who they have available at the quarterback position or anywhere on that roster, they just have the Cardinals' numbers. So it takes a little bit of the pressure off. You still want to go and kick their ass next week, and this is the momentum that you need, right? This was just the shot in the arm that this this ball club needed to show that they can compete because they just weren't competitive for, like you said, six quarters. I love it. Uh, a couple of our guys in the chat saying this ends the Call of Duty slander as far as Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, did, did the Byron Murphy ball flip make us nervous? In real time, it looked like it was good, and it was good at the end of the day. It was, it was, it was kind of made us nervous that it was taking a little bit of time. I blacked out. I don't remember Yeah, you that did. Happening. You did black out. It was kind of crazy what you're doing and what you were saying at that time. <laughs> but it was just an electric atmosphere here in the uh, – in the studios, it was on on Twitter. People, you know, hitting up at PHNX underscore Cardinals. It was just a huge win, probably one of the the biggest wins on, in the Cliff Kingsbury Kyler Murray era. It's easily the biggest win of recent memory because you cannot stop the snowball that was. And everybody says, well, this is a new year. Everybody's still thinking about last year and the off season with all the noise and the lack of free agent moves. You had to stop the bleeding. And, you know, we, we just got a quote from Justin Pugh from the team, and it basically said, I don't know who that was in the first half, but the second half, that's our team. And you love it because Justin Pugh had been out last week. He comes back. The offensive line, I thought, played pretty well. All things considered, only gave up one sack, ran the ball exceptionally well. I mean, they asserted their will running the football. And we have talked about it, gentlemen. This is who this team needs to be when the weapons aren't there. Let me say this, Frank. With the quote from Justin Pugh, like, that's the team we are. It's like I feel like we've heard that from this organization throughout this preseason, the training camp, 
And and we saw it, you know, the first week, you know, how how far they fell short, right? Hmm? But for them to actually show it, that's the biggest thing. People needed to see it. We knew there was talent on this roster. And we knew that there was the team that started seven and zero, ten and two last year, but we hadn't seen it for so long. That's like you could tell us until you're blue in the face. You got to show it. Your actions now. That's what we're going to look for. And they finally did it in the second half. Look, the guys got the reps that they needed. We, we talked about these guys not playing in preseason. But when you get the reps and you have to – I said this many times before is that when you're in practice, you're playing against your friends. But when you got somebody across the, across the way that want to kick your butt, embarrass you in front of your mom and your kids, and then also put you on film for the next four, four weeks for everybody to see that, it, it, it changes your mindset. And all we've been waiting for these guys is to answer the bell. To all you guys in the chat if that, stuck, that stuck with us, PHNX Cardinals, we love that. But the reality is that you've been you've been waiting to see our team do this kind of stuff. Yeah, you've been asking for guys to to step up. Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Johnny been doing the same thing. We've been asking where the hell is JJ Watt? Look, Zach Ertz played a great game in the fourth quarter. He Thank did. you so much, Zach Ertz, because again, this is what we need our guys to do. It's something special when you get the guys to get an opportunity to come out and get in that type of environment and then come away with the win. The idea and the mentality is that we can do better. We can clean up some of the stuff that we did before. But in reality, these guys really showed that they we are a team. We have pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we now we finally got the reps we needed to kind of realize what it feels like to play, you know, four quarters, basically five quarters of football. Who would you say is defensive MVP today? Man, I, I mean, what what they were able to do to keep the best wide receiver in the league at bay. Sure, he had the touchdown early. It was a one-yard score. That mm-hmm. was the first drive of the game. They had those three breakdowns on third down, including the penalty that yeah. was just backbreaking. But to hold Devontae Adams uh, to his stat line, seven targets, two catches for 12 yards. I mean, and we said it last week, the secondary, Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson weren't terrible against the Chiefs. That's correct. It was everything else. Correct. And then they stepped up today. And I thought in the first half when the Cardinals defense didn't look good, it was more no pressure from the front seven, the front seven getting fooled on screens. The second half, they finally be able to get their footing a little bit. I thought the secondary today, I mean, Jalen Thompson almost had an interception. The secondary for Arizona, least of their problems right now. I was very impressed. Jace Whitaker playing slot corner today Mm -hmm. looked much more natural than Isaiah Simmons. It's almost just like, let Isaiah Simmons play near the line of scrimmage. Let him play sideline to sideline, linebacker safety combo. Don't make him guards, you know, shifty little receivers. And let him just make plays. And they allowed him to do that. I'm very encouraged with what I saw. Zayvon Collins, green dot. Calling the defense, the defense that pitched a shutout almost in the second half. Zayvon Collins getting the force fumbled. Zayvon Collins second in the team in tackles. We take baby steps with these yeah. young Cardinals. That's certainly a positive one. Eight total tackles. I believe that's a career high now. Last week was seven. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it is. It's progress is progress, and that's what the team operates off, Frank. And Zayvon Collins, we've seen it. Isaiah Simmons making a big play. Hopefully that's, that's going to send him trending in the mm-hmm. right direction. I think it will. I mean, you just got to – I mean, as an athlete out there, Frank – it's just positive plays are going to turn into you going in the right direction positively. So big, big for Isaiah and saving down the stretch. They, they, they 100% will take away from this moment, man, that these guys are really feel like, and like they're part of the NFL. What will happen? I share, you know, once when you first get there, you're like, man, I'm, I'm looking at my idols and my guys I'm playing. I'm playing with J.J. Watts, but I got Buda Baker on my team. Guys you play, play on PlayStation with. Now these guys you're in the locker room with. Yeah. You get here, now you got to realize, now you got to play. These guys are starting to realize what it means to be a part, a part of the NFL 
and creating your own and making your own name mean something and matter. Isaiah Simmons will be a name a name that matters to the to the to the to the Los Angeles to the Los Angeles to the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they see Zayvon Collins on film, they're gonna say, hey, pay attention to 25 because he's something he's confidence. he's figuring it out. Yeah, that's he's right. starting to make plays. He's getting confidence. So now we can't shortchange him. And I think that's the beauty of what's going on right now. Cross the board, Gregory Dorch, pretty amazing. Yeah. Young Fantastic. kid coming up, guys making plays, names that we didn't think, you know, guys we said, we said earlier, Darren Williams, step, stepping up yeah. after after JC goes down. So that's the part where the more reps, the better they become, the more confident they get, and it, and it will make a difference in the long run. Michael Marino in the chat, I won $50. Good for you, my <laughs> friend. I won my three-team parlay with the Lions, the Niners, and the Cardinals, and I did it on DraftKings. I want to tell everybody about the easiest and fun way to find uh, to spice up your football season. It is with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers can bet just $5, get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Bet on any team to win. If you were betting on the Raiders to win, even if they were up by 10 and they didn't win, you got paid out. Again, if your team leads by 10 at any point, you want to bet on the Sunday night game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. It's crazy, but it's true. DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo. Before we made our way back here to the studio to get ready for the postgame show, which we thought we were going to be uh, trying to pick up the pieces and figure out what this Arizona Cardinals organization was going to do yes. after an yeah. 2 start, man, if things change, we had a great time meeting some of you out there. Michael, I see you in the chat. It was nice to meet you. It was awesome to hang out with you. We wish we saw a little bit better football on display, but here we are, right? Uh, we were hanging out at Four Peaks, 220 inches on full display. The yeah. first half, we finished up the early games. It was an incredible place. We had some un- awesome food, awesome beers, awesome atmosphere. It's a great place. It's been an NFL Sunday. Big shout out to Four Peaks out there. Check out our, our link in the description to uh, just learn more about Four Peaks. And of course, you got to be 21 years or older. Bree, we met Bree. She's a big follower yeah, of Brianna Johnny on Twitter. Well, Hopefully, she follows Frank and myself too. Yeah, but I, you know, she wanted give to give Bo and Frank a follow, <laughs> please. And, and then also, uh, Angel was out there. Hopefully, he's a new viewer, listener. He was hanging out. Big Cardinals fan. Big thank you to everybody that came out and enjoyed the uh, the watch party with us at Four Peaks. Four Peaks, got to be 21 years or older to enjoy that delect- the delectable beer that we're drinking right now to celebrate. Easy in the chat, Dorch is better than Rondell Moore. Listen, is he as talented as Rondell Moore? No. Is he a better NFL player today than Rondell Moore? 100%. Rondell Moore, to me, uh, you know, he's week to week. They don't know if they're going to have to IR him. That was a storyline this morning. Mm-hmm. Greg Dorch, professional football player, can get it done underneath in the slot. When this team gets... Hollywood Brown and Antoine Wesley, who's going to come off the IR in two weeks. When they get all their weapons back, uh, this offense should be humming. And in the meantime, if the Arizona Cardinals make the playoffs, you can thank Greg Dorch as being a key cog of holding this thing together offensively. He has been more consistent even than Hollywood Brown, who unfortunately had that drop. His teammates picked him up. A.J. Green, I mean, good hell, he made the catch two-point conversion, but you can't trust him when the game's on the line. We've seen that. Greg Dorch unbelievable moving the moving the chains when this team needed it sean marks dollar 99 super chat thanks so much i had two on my bench it's been an emotional day hopefully sean this uh made up for uh benching two against the ravens which by the way is not a crazy crazy theory but greg dorch your impressions of him look so i'm so impressed and i'm so glad that the cardinals kept him yeah Yeah. he was on the you know he was on on the on the slide there for a second but i'm glad they kept him because and then i'm also glad that he got the reps that he needed in preseason he showed what he needed to show in preseason. He showed he can make plays, whether it was first team or second team he was going against. But he went out and did a hell of a job. But at this moment right now, he's playing for his check. He's earning his check, yeah. which is pretty absolutely fabulous. And he's getting the plays. Like, they trust him. Like, that's 
They're calling the plays that they would have called for Rondell Four Moore. catches or four targets, four catches. Yeah. And see, that's the beauty of it because the stuff that they did last year with Rondell, they're doing the, pretty much the same thing with Dorch, but he's catching it. Mm-hmm. He's catching the ball. He's making the plays. He's getting upfield. I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy the way they're using him. I'm glad that they have the confidence, um, that Kyler has confidence in him and he sees that. And so I can only see that his stock will only continually rise with us. Um, and if we get Rondell Moore back, that just will continually add to it. But I will definitely go with you, Johnny, now because I'm seeing him go out and play. I'm taking Dorch right now as number one and more and more second because he's out there getting it done. It's in one thing to do it in the preseason. I think that was the big asterisk yeah, everybody used. It's like correct. Greg's doing it in the preseason. Wait till the regular season starts. But Bo Brock, like, it can't be denied. Like, I, I he's think effective. It's, it's why people get excited in the yep. preseason and they see these guys come <clears> from undrafted free agents and like, can this be somebody? He's the exception. It doesn't happen all the time. It usually is, is the other way. A guy makes a team and then he disappears for a while. Greg Dorch, I mean, light the Dorch. That's what happened with this offense, right? Yeah. They lit the Dorch. He made the plays, right? They I moved like the that. ball down the field, and they that was what got this offense jump started. It wasn't he's he's not just out there running routes and getting targets and make making a couple t- plays on teams. He yep. was a guy that really got this uh, this offense jump started, and he did it when they needed it most. When they looked like they were just gonna take their loss, and go back to Glendale 0-2. And, and Dorch was not just a piece of this. He was a huge piece of them coming back. Is this a signature win for Kyler Murray from a leadership standpoint? Yeah. Because the stats are not going to show, you know, 500 yards, six touchdowns. But you think about where Kyler lifted this team up. I mean, don't get it twisted. Like, the offense, everybody played a role. But it was Kyler Murray keeping plays alive with his feet, picking up his re- receivers when they dropped the football. I mean, he was utterly fantastic. <laughs> it was great in overtime. Where does this rank on the hierarchy, and, and does the perception of Kyler Murray change publicly? Now? I mean, you, you could probably give the the hail Murray to DeAndre Hopkins, right? He gets the Correct. roses there. But as far as Kyler Murray, this was his signature moment so far. Yeah, right. This was the yeah. moment we thought we were going to see against Green Bay on Thursday Night Football, and unfortunately, AJ Green doesn't turn around. There's miscommunication. This was that. This was him marching the team down. You know, they they had no margin for error. And, and then some. I mean, he was just making plays with whatever he had, whoever was out there. You know, I see in the chat about A.J. Green, and, you know, obviously he, he, got, he finally was able to secure the, the two-point conversion, but Kyler Murray just making that play happen. Was the confidence unreal. that Kyler must have. Just a him. dot. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to add that I think that it's all three between Kyler, Vance, Joseph, Hand, and Cliff because we watch, we're watching the game. <clears throat> the camera goes back and forth in the heated moment of battles, and they're watching both of our coaches grab the microphone. They got their playbook, they got their little pad in front of them, and they're, and they're calling out plays and they're trying to get stuff going and scrambling offense, getting guys in, makeshifting and making up plays as as it's, as it's going in real time. And everyone handled the pressure extremely well, and everyone made plays. They made the calls. Vance made the adjustments. Shit, like you said, we we held De- Devonte Adams and Hunter Renfro. To, to almost kneel. That's absolutely yeah. amazing from a guy coming off of 17 targets and 10 catches and 180 plus yards. That's stupid. And again, I just, I, I look at across the board, this is a signature win for all three of those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you really look at them coaching wise, you know, getting your guys to stay focused and in that window, calling the plays at the right moment, whether it be offense or defense, and, you know, keeping that drive going. Like there were some, there were some questionables. There could have been some, there was a lot of fourth downs and ones yeah. and fourth and four that, that that Cliff went for, and that's that's what you're needing your coach to be doing stuff like that. And I thought that was a beautiful win for all three of those guys in in, in their position. I, I thought that this team <clears throat> was just reacting to the flow of the game. Yeah, right. Like, it, it, and you saw it, and the players were actually put in a position to just read and react there. That's and correct. You see guys yes, I agree. who have the 
who are the better athletes out there making the bigger plays, right? Mm-hmm. It's not guys who are just put in a better position by their coaching staff or a scheme or anything like that. Yep. Like we saw guys like Simmons and, and Zayvon Collins and Greg Dorch and Kyler Murray, guys who, you know, if they can play within a system, that's great. But they, when you put them in a position to just react and make plays, that's what they do. And that's why the argument was always there, like play them over guys with all due respect of Jordan Hicks yeah. because – you see, like interceptions, forced fumbles. That's what comes with these supremely gifted athletes, in particular with Zavin and Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game winner almost happened twice in, in a matter of three plays. I want to talk about something. So somebody easy in the chat, glad we didn't pay Chandler Jones. I mean, for the most part, <laughs> old 55 looked old today and was basically a non-factor. It was Max Crosby giving Kelvin Beecham all he could handle. I'm anxious to see how DJ Humphreys rated tomorrow. I would imagine fairly well because Chandler Jones was rarely ever in the Cardinal backfield. And if you're Steve Kime, you know, probably taking a lot of arrows lately, that's not going to be one of them. Cardinals pass rush, I think, still leaves a lot to be desired. Mm -hmm. We want to see those young kids play a little bit more. I tweeted this out. Devon Kennard doesn't do much for me. But at least the interior pressure, I thought Zach Allen played well in the second half. Watt was active. Rashad Lawrence had a big tackle for loss. It's those down three linemen that looked better. The pass rush, Marcus Golden really hasn't gotten going. You just wonder, like, we said it so many times. Is everybody just trying to get in the swing of things? Because we didn't, they didn't have a training camp or preseason. The guys who are balling out right now, the Greg Dorches of the world, they played for the last month and a half. That's probably why they look pretty good. But the guys who we haven't seen since last season, who have kind of slept walked their way through the offseason, it's taken them a little bit more time. And if you're a Cardinal fan, that's not a, that hopefully is a good thing because hopefully it means it is coming, Frank Sanders. Look, <clears throat> we've said it and it, it does make a difference. You have to play in order to kind of get yourself into football shape. Yeah. And I think that's where we're kind of at right now. And the guys, uh, we're getting guys back that was injured. We got J.J. Watts back to that day. That's, I'm pretty sure that was a big emotional boost yeah. for us. The guys knew we, we was facing Chandler Jones and <clears throat> a former player that came out of the same locker room. And you know what he was going to bring to the table. And, but on the road, guys are just stepping up and making plays and, and not quitting. Yeah. Four quarters of football <clears throat> is what's important. And the plays that the guys were making were not easy plays. Some stuff was simple, just doing their job. Yeah. Turn around five yards, catch the ball, get down, boom. Get a first down, move the chains. That's right. Next play, three yards in a cloud of dust. That's what we needed. Fourth and one, Cliff calls a play. We make a play. Kyler in the backfield, dancing around, doing some some Murray magic, doing some Yoda stuff. <laughs> Guess what? And then at the end of the day, we walk away with a victory off of what you said. Hustle plays, effort, not quitting and not giving up. Isaiah and um, Zavin, that, that is what puts together a team and the guys just start really realizing that and they'll become confident. And I, I'm, I'm excited about what, the, what we're looking forward to going in the next week. It's interesting when you look at the box score, like statistically defensively, it was, it was a mirror image of each other. Yeah. Like quarterback hits sacks. You had one sack from, from each defense. Mm-hmm. JJ gets home early. Max Crosby gets home early. And, and then Chandler Jones had a couple QB hits. But, you know, I, I liked what I saw from this defensive line, especially in the second half. Yeah. And I think J.J. was maybe the boost to that. You put guys in, in more bet, just better positions to be successful. We saw bigger plays from Zach <clears throat> Allen. I know statistically or analytically he had a good first game. He was bigger. It, it made a bigger impact this game. Let me ask you a question because somebody in the chat said, well, I don't want to see Kyler run as much or it may not prolong his career. I would argue, and I'm, I'll get your opinion. Yeah. So he only carried the ball five times. And to me, it was kind of that perfect kind mm-hmm. of balance of what we saw from Russell Wilson so many years in Seattle where he used his legs when necessary to buy time to throw the football or to pick up you know small bits and pieces of yardage we're not watching Kyler Murray with all due respect you know run around as much as Trey Lance who got hurt today or Lamar that's just not his game 
I think Kyler Murray is best served, Bo Brock, five to 10 carries a game. You try to limit the amount of time he's hit, but I thought the balance, especially in the second half with the with the read option, was fantastic. Yeah, no, I I love the design runs, Frank. I mean, mm-hmm. I also liked, you know, I think Kyler Murray and I think a lot of guys who are dual threats, when you have a system in place and they play within that and then they use that that extra gear, that athleticism, that speed that they have as just kind of, a, you know, the, the icing or the, the cherry on top, mm-hmm. that's the best way instead of just really trying to be like, okay, well, we, we need to run him just to get to utilize his legs here. If you, yeah. if you do it where he can beat a defense and, and, and the play breaks down to where that's what he needs to do to do it, then perfect. I think both Cliff and himself are learning how defenses are trying to attack him. Yeah. I think that's the most important part. We said that last year. We, we watched last year at the almost at the middle part of the season. Every defensive end got wide. They got in the nine and the eight technique, which to mean they stepped outside one foot wider than they normally would. And they just wanted to pressure and put Kylo up the middle and see what he was going to do from that standpoint. But if you use him in the right at the right time in the right moment, we was back here yelling as yeah. offensive coordinators run the RPO. And every now and time, every they would do it, and and we would applaud. And when they did, it was perfect, right? We got we got the yardage we needed. Yeah, we created some confusion on defense, and it's always important. I mean, I think that's the beauty of Kyler right now. We're watching our quarterback, who we believe to be mature, seventy touchdowns, over seventy touchdowns in his third year, over twenty rushing touchdowns, number one statistically in the category over any quarterback in the history of the NFL in three years. And so that you're watching our quarterback be better at that and start to use utilize your talent that you have on the outside, but when it's moment, when it's necessary, use those legs and that God given talent that got for you because it, it just it, it puts defenses man in in a in a position that they're not one hundred percent sure. So there's speculation on Twitter. Of course, James Conner left the game with a uh, low ankle injury. The severity it looks like is week to week. I haven't gotten comments. We haven't gotten comments directly from Cliff Kingsbury yet. But Bo oh, Brock, we'd probably you, get so much insight. Oh from man, Cliff yeah, just, as far as that. just just love how much he tells the truth. Right. But uh, would you feel confident starting Daryl Williams next week into the LA Rams? Yeah, I mean, you, look, if you're carrying five running backs, you better feel like you have depth there, right? Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think that they've got guys that they feel they can rely upon to do it all, and and they pretty much can. I mean, Keontae Ingram was inactive this game. Maybe make him active, and uh, yeah, I, I think you like what you've seen. Eno probably. Yeah, enough. I think you like what you've you've seen from Eno. You probably encourage more so, and I don't think James Conner's been given an opportunity to do what he does best. He's got the one rushing touchdown he got uh, to kind of open up the scoring for the Cardinals in Game One. But like he had, there hasn't the offense hasn't been rolling with James Conner. It's not his fault. Right. It's but, not. You know, I you have to like what you saw as you mentioned the numbers about Daryl Williams and people just joining us now. I mean, he averaged over what seven yards per carry. Today they made Strong. a conservative. They they like today our offense was with the conservative yeah. effort to to push our running game well, to be want, a little more physical. They want to be a team that runs out in front. And, and, and Daryl Williams was signed because you know not only his ability and prowess catching the football, but he you know close is is kind mm-hmm. of a James Conner clone. Like he can bang. Like yeah. he can get in there. I think he scored like six or seventeen goal line attempts, and you might think that that's not that great, but it was in the top what ten of the NFL last year. So well, that pretty. That touchdown, that rushing touchdown yeah. was big. They don't convert yeah. there. Uh, they're in trouble. Uh, and we could have said that just about any play they have. I want to remind everybody, like this video, subscribe to our YouTube page, but smash the like button if you like what you see. And and gentlemen, I love this comment from Jose. Biggest comeback. How about for this, Mr. Frank Sanders, since 1999? Biggest blow up in Raiders history. It's a good day to be a Cardinal. Do you remember Shocking. that game? Look, it's... <laughs> Our biggest comeback versus the versus the Raiders. I think just in general, they were down twenty to nothing. Biggest comeback. 
since 99. You'll have to give us some clarity as to what game I that mean, was, but Frank shucks. Sanders would have been on the team by then. I was on the team. He was a big player on the team back then. <laughs> on the team, but look, let me tell you something. That's a comeback win, as sweet as this is, on the road versus a, a nemesis that you know 100% has some of the best NFL talent that's you know, to date. Yeah. You, you, and you can't, be, or you can't be mad about that. One of the best minds of an offense coordinator in Josh McDaniels. And guess what I said? I said, look, if Cliff doesn't rise to the occasion, last week we didn't do really well versus versus uh, versus our coach. Yeah. yeah Reed. Andy Reed and, mm -hmm. and, and Eric Bieniemy. And then this week you got Josh McDaniels. Next week you got your boy. I'm like, hey, man, you have to rise to the occasion as a coach because you know for a fact it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's man-on-man, -on -man, it's my pieces versus your pieces. And I got to make sure my pieces are, are put in the right position. And look, it was a great, great, great win, man. We jumped around this season studio opener? pretty Philly? crazy. Does that make you? Does that remind you at all that game? Was that it? That was Jake. They were down twenty-one nothing after one quarter. <clears throat> that had to be Jake. Jake came in. You guys won 25-24. In, in Philly? Uh, yeah, in Philly. Jake came in at that moment. Was that McNabb's second season or first season? McNabb. Yeah. Oh, Doug. oh, Doug Peterson was yeah. the quarterback. Ooh. Yeah, Plummer, and then some guy named Frank Sanders had uh, he had five catches for fifty yards. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Rob Moore had a buddy in seventy ninety nine. Remember ninety eight? We just came off. We just came off yeah. of the playoff season. Ninety nine, we got rid of a bunch of guys, man, and then we ended up still having to still we still had enough energy in the, in, our, in our team to go out and fight. <clears throat> Comeback wins are amazing. They're hard, but what it tells you what is that, it do for a team? You know what it tells they you? Throw batteries it, at you it, in Philly. It, well, they cuss <laughs> you out. Throw batteries. Then feed you delicious Philly cheesesteaks <laughs> on your way home with that ale. Uh, uh, let me tell you. I say this here. It tells you. It tells you this here. You stunk up the first quarter. Yeah. You stunk up the second quarter. Yeah. The first part of the game, you really stunk it up, or you didn't figure it out, or you didn't. Un you didn't understand what you wasn't. You wasn't ready at the moment of of, of attack. And so, but the second half, when you come out, you start realizing, hey, I got to make some adjustments against my opponent. I realize what they're trying to do to me, Bo. I see what they're trying to do offensively or defensively. And then the coaches make those adjustments. They put guys in the right spot. We did a lot of good underneath routes in the second half. We dumped the ball off, got the ball out of Kyler's hand pretty fast. Yep. The RPO was just effective. Um, and then every now and then when we got we ran the ball effective, even in moments where we didn't feel like we needed to, but we did just to press the defense to bring them up. And this is this is play calling. This is coaching and realizing and realizing what the, the schemes that the other your opponent is doing against you. You bring them up and then you throw a little a little dink and dunk over the top. That's what you realize. And this comeback win is going to be huge for these guys because they'll have something to draw from that they was able to maintain with discipline, yeah. communication, and the will to stay focused for four quarters of football. <clears throat> That's not easy to stay to stay focused for four quarters of football. But they did. And then at the end of the day, five quarters, Johnny. Yeah. Got, it, got done. it done. Yeah. I want to remind everybody, it's underdog fantasy season, and it's time to pick up your game. Just look for your favorite or least favorite player's stats. Pick between two and five players for your pick'em entry, and whether you think they're going to end up with a higher or lower total than the stat sheet in this week's game, still time to sign up for Sunday night football, and we got two Monday night games. Yeah. I was dabbling on underdog today, gentlemen, when it looked like Cardinals weren't looking so hot, and thankfully, <laughs> I can dabble again after the game with right. some additional winnings. Mm -hmm. uh, you can search in the App Store, click in the link in the show notes, use that promo code PHNX, and underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100, so $200 in your bank account on Underdog Fantasy. It's a beautiful thing. That's Underdog Fantasy 
promo code PHNX. Get into the action today. Still encouraging you to hit that like button, subscribe if you're new to the channel. Big thanks for checking us out, all 270 plus of you. And uh, it's there's reason to celebrate, yeah, right? Absolutely. Congrats. I mean, they, they need it too, yeah, right? Get to Arizona's favorite cannabis kitchen, OG's. OG's Brands, and they've got free stuff for you if you're just hearing this for the first time. We've got our Flavoring Life sweepstakes. One winner is going to win, not one. Not two, but three bags of their incredibly good-tasting, great-tasting gummies, including orange cream sickle, their tropical flavors, an OG's hat, PHNX shirt of your choice. We're all wearing a PHNX shirt. If you like any one of these, you can win one of those. And a PHNX annual membership. Of course, you can read Howard Balzer's great work about his thoughts on this incredible come-from-behind win. Sign up at gophnx.com. Click the link in the show notes below. You can find that. <clears throat> Check out OG's online, ogsbrands.com. On Instagram and OG Brands, and you got to find your their stuff in their dispens in your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older. I got to give credit, got to give the flowers to our fearless leader Johnny Finrable. He called this win. I'm sure this is how he drew it up on our Friday preview show. You can you check you guys it out. sleeping on the team. I know what the hell were we doing? Look at that, 27, 24, oh, pretty close. Oh, look at that, Ooh, Johnny. Uh, listen, Hollywood Brown, almost the offensive star. It, yeah, Zayvon Collins, almost the defensive star. And then, uh, Trey McBride was active. <laughs> I feel like I, I willed that into existence, but my final score, 27, 24, 29, 23. Not too shabby. I'm going to bet on this team uh, more times than not. Thank you for betting on us, Mr. Grimm, $5 Super Chat. Where have I seen this before? Cards, lose at home, and one on the road. Well, oh. listen, wouldn't it be very poetic for this team who has never, ever beaten Sean McVay at State Farm Stadium and this horrific losing streak at State Farm Stadium dating back to last October to, in fact, beat Sean McVay next week? What do you think, gentlemen, this will do for the trajectory of this team? Because we're going to enjoy this today, absolutely. Very much enjoy it as we move forward during the season. But, Bill Brock, if you had to say... What does this do to morale entering next week's home oh, game? It's an incredible boost. You can look at the game film and look at where you can truly put your players to be successful mm -hmm. going forward. Cool. Instead of, I mean, you can say what you want about the preseason, the training camp, the country club atmosphere, right? And how that was the wrong way to approach it. But this team put their head down in week two and, and they got ready for this game and then made the adjustments at halftime that were necessary. And now they know, okay. This is how we can utilize Zayvon Collins correctly in, in Isaiah Simmons or how we think, right? And, and sure, there's there's Sean McVay who's going to make the adjust, adjustments in the next week. But I think that they know what can work, especially you know on the defensive side of the football where they were really searching for it after six quarters of football, Frank. This is a big boost for this team. Look, th without a doubt, these guys are going to fly back from Vegas, have a great time, celebrate it. Um, but I, what, I what I really think is going to happen is that the veteran leadership, the guys that we put in place to be leaders, yeah. will, will take greater ownership of that role now, the Isaiah Simmons, the Zayvon Collins. They will take greater ownership of that role because they know that when they go back and watch film, they'll see what was wrong, what was right. But when they got it right, it, it played out to our benefit. When they gave effort, when they did more than just a little bit, even if they got bit that got beat, that would be more than enough. And then we saw guys step up to play. We saw the Gregory Dorch make a play. How important it is to keep the keep the drive going third and five, third and seven, third and eight. And you're making the play, keeping the drive yeah. going. It's important. Every piece matters. And I'll tell you what, they're going to look at themselves and say, man, we can play better. Yeah. But if it comes down to this here again, we can still pull out a win if we just if we don't quit. I think just the inclusion, and we harped on them all week, and they took arrows from this podcast and Twitter and social media. J.J. Watt and Justin Pugh, two of the top six mm -hmm. players, paid players on the team. Watt's the highest paid players making $17 million. 
essentially, they did not play last week. Not essentially, they didn't. Justin Pugh was a surprise. We hadn't seen Watt in weeks. Both of them, I thought, made their presence felt today. I saw Justin Pugh calling out protection schemes, especially in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Bullbrock, those two individuals in particular, I think the Cardinals go as they go. It's huge. I mean, you can throw them in maybe even that unsung category if, if you kind of just do a kind of a redraft of that. Yeah. Right? I mean, offensively, it was Kyler, right? Yeah. Two touchdowns total. He had the pick early on, which was not great, but he he willed this team back offensively. You love what you saw from Dorch. You love what you saw from uh, Zayvon Collins, the eight total tackles and the forced fumble, almost turned the ball over before mm-hmm. they sent, eventually turned it over for good with the game-winning scoop and score. But uh, And then on, on the unsung two, you got to throw Jace Whitaker in there. And one last point for me on that is like, you put Jace Whitaker, who you elevated from practice squad, just in there to be, have a, a cornerback who can play corner instead of having to play Isaiah Simmons. Think about that position. sentence. Yeah, isn't that know, profound? Right? <laughs> you know, play him at a position, at his sl- position. At slot corner. It's like, this team's getting healthier. I think Trayvon Mullen was close. You're getting healthier. If Mullen can play next week, that gives you even a bigger boost. After four weeks, you get Antonio Hamilton back. After six weeks, you get DeAndre Hopkins back. It's like, just, this team is trending. You know, this, this is such a big boost, and this team doesn't have to kind of turn week three into a must win, even though you really want to see it again. You're just treading water. You're treading water until your stallions, your horses come back and week by week by week. And listen, this schedule is a gauntlet. Everybody knew, especially early on, like very difficult. The AFC West is no joke. Best division in football, probably, maybe. And then you've got the Super Bowl champions right after that. You had to come out of this at minimum, in my opinion, one and two. And now you've got an opportunity at one and one against the LA Rams in your building today, which we'll dissect the LA Rams nine times till Sunday this upcoming week. But they almost blew a lead, a lofty lead to the Atlanta Falcons. This is not the same team we have seen in years prior. Not as explosive offensively. They can clearly be given up points. And I, I think the Cardinals will play. This is just my opinion. Looser and faster than they have in months. I feel like mm-hmm. because they get the monkey off their back with this W. This had snowballed. It would have been worse. But the fact, like, next week's not a must-win anymore. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, you get Carolina, who's, I know the Cardinals have not beaten Matt Rule. They look terrible right now. Baker Mayfield looks awful. Like, the Cardinals have this in their back pocket. We saw the statistic. You start 0-2, you're, you're making the playoffs 11% of the time. That was with, what, the 6-7 team format. Now with seven teams in the postseason, it goes up to almost 50%. So the Cardinals stay alive, not only for the playoffs, but, I mean, hey, they get hot. We're not dis- dis- discrediting them to making a run at the division title. I still think San Francisco put all their eggs in the Trey Lance basket. I know they beat the, the lifeless Seahawks today. The Seahawks <laughs> are who we thought they were. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're they're demanding Drew Locke, Drew Geno Smith. <laughs> I, I, San Francisco can be beat. The Cardinals yeah. beat them last year with Colt McCoy against Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a big game next week. Yeah, huge game. Huge game. And, and you got to continue to change the narrative. I mean, they, they did a good job in the second half and coming back and changing the narrative that people were already starting to write about the 2022 Cardinals. Now you got to change the one that's kind of been the stench around this organization since Cliff and Kyler came that they can't beat McVay. They did it last year, yep. week four, right? <laughs> and you do it again in week three. You do that, man, then you really start to build some true momentum as far as building towards DeAndre Hopkins coming back and, and really becoming a team that people don't want to face at all people in the comments want you to guarantee a week three victory oh, are you gonna damn, do that frank? they want me to guarantee yeah Look, spec in the comments said guarantee a week three uh win uh frank sanders i will guarantee a week three win. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. and I, that was me, easy enough yeah and let me let me back it up with the idea that i believe that we won't we we will not forget what happened in the in the in the postseason yes and i think that this team is I, 
I think this team is, is, is much more mature than we was last year in a lot of areas and a lot of phases. And the guys are much better. And and so to me, I guarantee without a, without a problem because I believe our defense will get out to Matthew Stafford. And not only that, our offense we have three we have three really really good running running backs that we can pound the football with with the RPO yep. or just right at them, and that that can neutralize you know Aaron Donald and his pass rush. The best way to, to neutralize a pass rush is to go right at them, and, and you can and, run on the Rams, and you can run on the Rams. And so I think that would be something. I have no problem saying because I 100% believe in us. What do you guys think about the Raiders after this game? They're 0-2 now. Uh, I think just they're dead man walking, so to speak. The Raider is a dead man walking, sinking ship. Uh, I you know I know Denver didn't have a, a great win, super pleasing to the eyes for our friends at DMVR, but they got a W when they needed one. Yeah. The Chargers are legitimate. They should have beaten the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like If you're the Raiders and Josh McDaniels, who we questioned all week, like is this guy a big-time head coach? Uh, it turns out he couldn't put up points and touchdowns when it mattered most. I mean, the whole Brady tree, the Belichick coaching tree, I should say, out of New England, not looking so hot. No. And I, I would not feel good if I was a Raider fan. Stuck on 11 wins. That's what he had when he was fired from Denver. <laughs> the question becomes, what, what's, what's the stagnation in the situation with this team? Is it, it Was it defensive loss last week with the Raiders, or was it just you know offensively because they just they just focus on one player too much and throwing 17 targets to I, to Devontae. Their and, back seven could not handle Kyler Murray today. Like we talked about it at nauseum, their pass rush was good. They've got two bookend edge rushers. <laughs> their back seven, like Hollywood Brown, I, I even argue they should have fed him the ball more. Gentlemen, we watched that game mm-hmm. like the safety, the corner, they were behind two or three steps like the, the, the back seven for the Raiders got exposed yeah. and the Cardinals needed to do that, but I think unquestionably you mentioned it the secondary for Arizona and the job they did, I know Carr's got good numbers, but most of that came early, to lock down this Raider receiving core was yeah. incredible. Amazing. Incredible job. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Hollywood, it's interesting to bring him up. You know, And we've talked about him a little bit because there were so many heroes in this game and there's mm-hmm. so many big moments. And one that could have gone the other way was the Hollywood drop on fourth down. And, and it's been, you can't, preach it enough like how important was for the defense to pick him up and it it was really crazy to just see that defense that it was target practice in the first half yeah I mean Derek Carr was dropping back wasn't facing that much pressure and he was just throwing the ball around and then it seemed like he either couldn't complete a pass or he his guys couldn't hold on the football like this defense in in a in an instant turned into an opportunistic defense I mean which with Vance Joseph is your defensive coordinator that's what you need right it's turning creating turnovers last yeah. year. They, they created turnovers. turnovers. And you know, it's funny about it. When they watch it, these guys are in rotation a lot. Our front seven rotated a lot, except outside of outside of Zavin and Isaiah. They stayed in for the most part, most of the game, but everyone else, our four down linemen and two other guys on the outside, they kind of moved them in and out and they moved those guys around pretty good. They stayed disciplined to the task. Everyone kind of felt they laying up and, and when, they was, when they were stunting and dogging and twisting, uh, everyone kind of stayed at home. Remember this here. The Raiders look like they want to run the ball down our throat, and a they did bit. early. <laughs> yeah. and Josh then, Jacobs, and then we fantastic. figured it out, right? I, I think that's the part where you look at our team. That um, I think Vance really made some good adjustments, and the guys really kind of figured out what the Raiders were trying to do to him. I don't know if they got cute in the back half of it, but our offense literally dominated the second half of that game and just really wore their defense out. And therefore, they just kept making plays out the plays. And then guess what? We came up with the win at the uh, at the end of the game. I want to remind everybody of our upcoming tailgate next weekend at the Lola. We just got news. PHNX tailgate, best in the Valley. The Lola, 
$10 per ticket, games, giveaways, tons of fun. It's fun. Next weekend, 9 a.m. for the PHNX Tailgate Show. I'll be there. Frank Sanders, Bull Brock. We had a great time week one. We're running it back. Going to try to will that victory into existence. I want to remind everybody right now, be sure to like, subscribe, leave this podcast a five-star review, like this video, subscribe to PHNX Cardinals. This is your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. We'll move to some final thoughts, gentlemen. Final thoughts, Arizona Cardinals up and the Las Vegas Raiders in overtime, Bo Brock. I mean, just showing resiliency that you didn't think existed. Just uh, it very reminiscent of that Sunday night game against the Seattle Sea Chickens where it, it, they couldn't do anything right defensively in the first half. And then Vance Joseph's defense does almost pitches a shutout, almost in, in both of these games against quarterbacks that are vet quarterbacks that, that should play better than they did. And uh, just a huge win, big boost for this team going forward, big boost for some young, player, young players that mm-hmm. needed it after a week of just getting dragged for poor performances. Huge, huge job done by the coaching staff and the players just executing out there. Hey, look, easy. you will never see a Chuck Woodson and a Frank Sanders boxing match as you want to see, as we saw in Adrian Peterson, Le'Veon Bell. Not happening, bro. Um, but I will say this here, though. You got though. too much class, man. Look, oh, well, I'll punch him in the face. They want to pay me the money for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. But uh, look, if you if you really want to see how important this game was, go to PH, go to Instagram. Look at that PHNX underscore Cardinals, PHNX Sports. Look at how we celebrated because we know without a doubt that's exactly how you guys felt. The win was absolutely necessary and needed emotionally, mentally, and physically. For the Cardinal fans that have watched us for years, watched us for week after week after week, and come up short after a team that started out 8-0, 8-1, and it just it just fell apart after that. And then have so much expectation coming into the season with the guys that we have, and then we get, we need to get some bad news and then some injuries and blah, 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 a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then yet to go on the road versus a team with a bunch of names of guys that we thought are some of the best in the NFL and to pull out a win in dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. I mean, in every point, review after review, to the very last second, we get a review in the Byron Murphy, you know, did he cross the line, did he not? And we're sitting here like, what the heck? <laughs> and yet, it's exciting. We said it at the end. I think, Bo, you claimed it and you yelled it out. I love football. <laughs> like, Bo said, I love football. I even tweeted it. I love football because that's what it's supposed to yeah. do, and that's what the Cardinals gave to us today. And I'm so grateful, man, for the win. I know everyone else is ex- so absolutely ecstatic for that win because we all needed it it was a kyler murray legacy game for me like it was the kyler murray legacy game that we've been wanting since he took all the shots all the arrows from that la ram playoff game and we know kyler murray's a gamer you know he you heard his comments this week bo brock you spoke to him at at the press conference it's like (laughs) just not good enough might be a poor choice of words but yeah he's a gamer in a couple (laughs) senses of the word that's true (laughs) he likes he likes to dabble in his xbox save that for the offseason k1 but i mean i mean goodness gracious this is a guy who came to this organization a winner. He won at Oklahoma. He won at high school. We've heard it at nauseum. Mm-hmm. And all he's asked the Arizona Cardinals to do is match his competitive level. Like no one has ever challenged Kyler Murray on that notion. At least this crew has not. And you think about what he did today, time after time, making the big play, mm-hmm. converting on fourth down, converting the two two-point conversions, converting in overtime, hitting Hollywood Brown. And then thankfully his teammates picked him up. How many times were saying like, Goodness gracious, will, will somebody pick up Kyler Murray? Yeah. Or excuse me, will somebody match Kyler Murray's competitiveness right. when, when you get the drop from Hollywood and A.J. Green? And thankfully, it came from the most unexpected place, Bob Brock. It came from the defense. But I really do believe 
this was a game that can catapult Kyler Murray back into the conversation, the narrative that he is a top five to ten quarterback. Yeah, in the NFL. and, and he, he he has a quality now. I think this game proves he's got to be that horror movie monster villain, right? Yep. That all those top quarterbacks did. have. You can't kill him. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. You know, all of those guys, all those big money, big time quarterbacks, you think that their team's down, but they're not out until that final whistle blows. And Kyler Murray, I mean, like you said, the, the first two point conversion, how big was it? I mean, you're sitting and you're watching the game like, OK, well, first of all, the cameraman was terrible, right? The cameraman was horrible. You could barely follow that one. He was drunk. He needs to go home. But luckily he didn't. And the game continued. But <laughs> they cut it down to a one score game, right? They get to 15 points and it's a 23, 15 game. He made the play. It wasn't just a throwaway. It wasn't like, okay, you know, we're not going to get within, you know, one score. We'll just, you know, we'll go home and 0-2 and, and we'll, we'll lick our wounds some other some other way. It, it, he's got that horror villain quality. What does it do for his teammates, the confidence, Frank Sanders, when you're playing with a Kyler Murray? Like, if you know, hey, I may not have my best today, but I know K1, the number one player on our team, has my back. I will say this, man. I, I liken it to how I felt with, with Jake. I was never out of the game. Yeah. We were never out of the game when we had Jake. There was nothing that we felt like if, unfortunately, if Jake had threw two picks or we had fumbles in the first half or something was ugly and we finally got it, we finally kind of got our legs under us, under us as a team, offensively or defensively, uh, we just never felt like we were out of it. Yeah. And I think that's something that the guys got to realize that you have something, you know, you have, you have a top tier quarterback. Like you really, really do, and I think it's that's like something. Aeneas Williams came on this show, and we asked him last year, Frank Sanders. You asked your best yeah. friend, like, why are you confident in this team? What did he say? I believe in Kyler. Yep. And I think that's just where you're at, man. I, I've 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 had a lot of quarterbacks in my life, and I said I would love to play with K1 because I know he makes the throws. He has he gives me an opportunity, to, you know, to feel like I got an, oppor an opportunity to win, and a, and a guy with legs and and that mentality makes a big difference. So look. Everyone on this team feels that way, and I think that we as a fan base, we saw him do it last year in a lot of ways, um, and I think that's, in some ways, that's how we felt about that's how we felt about Larry. Yeah. Like, we were never out of the game if they just got mm -hmm. the ball to Larry. Just get Larry the ball, and we got a chance, and I think that's, mm -hmm. that's the magical part, man, about what you know, real athletes that bring to the table, and they just, they just don't quit. What, what you love to see with Kyler Murray, especially from last year to this year, is last year, I think even his biggest critics, fans included, fans who love the Cardinals, who may be on the fence about Kyler Murray, I get it. He was a front runner last year, right? They blew everybody out. They didn't play close games, and then mm -hmm. when they did at the end of the season, they didn't win those games. Now it's, it's completely different. It's like, hey, our team is not perfect. We have gone backwards in personnel in certain areas, mm -hmm. especially offensively, with the wideouts, with the running backs, with the, with the offensive line at times. Kyler Murray carried this team to victory in the second half today. And that's what you want to see. Everybody who is up in arms about the contract, the addendum, everything. It's like put on the tape on Sunday against a quarterback who's very comparable in probably rankings and stature to Kyler Murray and Derek Carr. And Kyler Murray outplayed Derek Carr. And it wasn't close. And you say, okay, that's where the $46 million comes from. Producer Emma? Hey, Johnny. So um, we put in the chat that if this video got over 100 likes, you would chug a beer. I didn't agree to anything like <laughs> Yeah, that. but we just got over 100 likes. Oh, so, hell yeah. Um, I just wanted to, I have a fresh beer for you if you'd like. If you guys Frank are, just cracked me open. First of all, this is a heavy let's IPA. Let's get a drinkable beer. Do, do we have yeah, like a... this is a heavy IPA. Want? I'm sorry. Those I are have, Redbird lagers. I Redbird. thought I was going to scoot on out of here nah. and we were going to be great. I appreciate the likes. I want one of these shirts. <laughs> these, Can I get in that? Shirt. These ten, this ten dollars super chat, Mr. Grimm. I appreciate that, brother. 
You got to slide a slide. That's a right beautiful a touchdown there celebration shirt right there. <laughs> I want something, you know, minimal oh, light. Is that is the Rattler oh, light? That's on. an ale. Do you think what Kyler Murray said, that? "Hey, can I can I get?" Want? I don't this know. Is it. This, don't yeah, yell we'll at me. That. I don't want to be yelled at. <laughs> You hey, I hey, hey, hey. my logger's almost but gone. We, or my logger's almost full. But we can we can do this also. Here, we're good. Oh, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Cardinals no, it is. It's full. It's full. Okay, it's full. Card I can, Cardinals won, but the, the Rattlers are they're having a great comeback season too as well. D backs. The D backs are yeah. so. Well, do we are we checking and then signing off? I'm not ready to go yet. I'm loving. Right. I'm loving the good time. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, let's just do that. You want me to do ad reads while I'm fizzing out of my mouth? Go cards. Okay. Go Cardinals, Fort Peaks, the official brewery. Are we just doing a waterfall? PHNX Cardinals. Oh, Emma. You're I think rules. we would have gotten 100 likes anyway because of this quality content that you can subscribe. You know what? PHNX I'm going to get a glass for us all. Can we get a glass? It's easy. It, no, I don't, want to, I don't want people to see how much I have left. No, That's keep going. The, that. Start. Hey, we're here now. All right. We'll figure it out. Classy, nasty. It's to you. Anthony Estrada, it's to you. Mars, Drop in the chat who's going to finish first. Graham. Oh, Jesus, don't do that. Crush the can when you're done. I'm almost done. I almost got it. Bo has no. All right. I'm going to continue to talk here with the Cardinals. Overtime victory. <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of burping going on right now. It is. There's a stuff out of a can. I mean, that was. All right. That's that, an improvement. If that was on DraftKings Sportsbook, that would have been. You probably wouldn't be making better. money off of me. I'm getting better like the Cardinals. This is my preseason. <laughs> and then by the end of the year, we're going to be trending up, right? At least you didn't alcoholic. use did, you didn't use two hands, did you? No. Okay, thank God. Michaela, get out of the chat. I don't want to see Michaela in here. Get out of the chat, Michaela. Everybody <laughs> else, you're welcome here. You're welcome. Look at that. Listen, I have to drive home to Maricopa later. I don't want to be pulled over by the Phoenix PD. I can't stay the night here. Hey, two hundred, and we'll get another round. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Emma will sounds be driving good. me home then. Yeah. Emma doesn't realize she, she doesn't be even have a car to see my kids here on, on Copacabana. <laughs> you say do another. <laughs> Look, great game. Look, I, I I I always want to say this to me. I think that, and as a former player, I didn't get to I didn't get to enjoy when I got a chance to see with you guys. But if you guys missed it, man, go to our, go to Instagram, look at our PHNX Sports, PHNX underscore Cardinals, and just take a look at the excitement that we're showing and the, and the and the feeling we have in in the building. We know exactly that this the entire valley felt the exact same way. The fans that was at the game had to be feeling the exact same way. Just absolutely crazy. Cards win, cards win, and guess what? That's going to be such a big headline into the national media news because they've done so good. Yeah, I try to blast us. Just shut me. the just shut the fuck up, national media. We get to everybody <laughs> can shut up this week. That's what I read, and man. we can that's just hang. We can that's just hang out. I, we don't have to listen to the ridicule. Ever we can laugh <laughs> at the expense of the Raiders and all these zero two teams. Highlight somebody right now that I I thought under the radar game under ten yards per catch. Zach Ertz eight catches, Huge. eleven targets, seventy five yards. Some of the Cardinals paid this offseason. Gutted out an injury last week, right? Yeah. Didn't get to practice hardly at all. Scored a garbage time touchdown. But, Bo Brock, cha ultimate chain mover today. Yeah. He, Safety blanket. He was your possession guy. And you were looking for that, right? Mm -hmm. You were looking who's going to be your guy that's not going to be making the big plays, but it's going to help you put in manageable spots. Yep. Second down, third down. And then on third down, somebody you could trust that you could hit right between the numbers and move the chains. And, and Zach Ertz was that guy. You know? it, it, it looked beautiful, actually. Just, just yeah. the way that we used him in that moment. Watching that the, the 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 Raiders defense had backed away, they had given us like a an almost a standoff cover two zone, yeah. and they let him just sit, you know, five and seven yards, turn around, pop, stop, and your boy Kyler picked him and hit him pretty good, man. It was just uh, 
it was beautiful to see the way that the last couple of series that I mean, the last couple of drives that we had, and how we created plays yeah. and made plays and guys just willed plays. Yep. Kyler was absolutely fabulous, but the guys in the back end, man, having to make the catches and 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 come up with plays was uh, was absolutely fabulous. What you are, what you can overcome in life, and I firmly believe that, and that's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray overcoming the Cardinals' ineptitude when they drafted him, elevating this franchise. Kyler Murray overcoming all of this this week, today, the first half mm-hmm. to win this football game. It's you know I don't keep I don't want to knock on Trey Lance because the guy got injured today, but everybody. Uh, on God's green earth, tried to anoint the San Francisco 49ers with the quarterback, <laughs> Bo, we talked about this morning, that, that can't throw the ball yet, yeah. that, that that hasn't thrown consistently since 2018 when he was at North Dakota State. Barely then. And then the Cardinals have this known commodity in Kyler Murray, who's the most special player at quarterback they've ever had, young player, not Carson Palmer Warner, but young, developed franchise quarterback. And I'm just like, we have a known commodity here, and mm-hmm. look what he's having to overcome. Bad draft picks, inconsistent offensive line, a defense that gives up touchdowns every other possession in week one. To me, that says everything I need to know about Kyler Murray. If you if you just like Kyler Murray because of off the field stuff and you don't love how he handles press conferences, whatever. Mm-hmm. Look at the game, look at the film. What has he overcome? Well, no Rondell Moore, no DeAndre Hopkins gets the W against a fellow Pro Bowl quarterback in Derek Carr. Yeah, I like what AZ cards, PHNX Suns on God. Kyler showed some heart. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's the misconception is that he doesn't, right? Because the national media talks out of both sides of their mouth. And, you know, up until this season or up until that Rams performance, they, they said, you know, Kyler Murray's an MVP candidate year in and year out, but the Cardinals weren't going to be good. But if he is then the Cardinals are going to be fine, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it, I, I just don't understand it. And then finally they were given a reason to criticize him, and that's all they've done so far. It'll be interesting to see how they respond to this game because, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, this Cardinals team, they were the tin man, right? They didn't they didn't have the heart. And they, they certainly showed it. You know, one of the biggest performances of the 2022 season was made by the Cardinals in a statement, too. Look, Johnny said it earlier. I think that sometimes, and I believe this 100%, is that you need veterans to show up and get you guys over the hump. It's different when you talk about it when you're not in pads and you're not in uniform yeah. compared to when you are. J.J. Watt being on the on the roster and then being able to play, come out in the first cup, in the first series and get a sack, that was absolutely fabulous. Pew being able to be there, man, for the offensive line and give some guys just some veteran leadership to understand what it's like to battle. There's four quarters of football that needs to be played in the NFL, and sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't. But this this guy, these guys didn't get it right the first quarter, but they didn't quit. Whatever was said in the, in that at halftime, and as much as they was down, that they they just came back and willed themselves into a into a fight. Yeah, and then they came out with the last punch, and that's Byron Murphy crossing the crossing the goal line, man, after picking up a fumble, force fumble by. You know, Isaiah Simmons punching the ball out from his buddy, you know, Hunter Renfro, and just <laughs> moving forward. That's the kind of stuff you want to see out of this team, man. It's uh it's 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 great to see because a team that we didn't see in the preseason, we didn't know we had we we didn't know what we had. We knew we had on paper Trey McBride and the guys and the draft picks and some of those guys and then but at the end of the day, when you gotta play on Sundays and the guys went to a hostile territory, and to me, guess what? I think that I love I love Raider Nation mm-hmm. because it's it's the best atmosphere that you feel like you're literally going into something a crazy world Hostile. and all the guys all the guys yeah. are dressed up in spikes and painted makeup and these grown men and women <laughs> dressed up like a Mad Max you know adventure but the Cardinals went in there man and they and they fought and that's something that you got to you got to give kudos to 
great calling by Cliff Kingsbury. And, you know, and, 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 and a hostile time and, and a very crunch time. Vance Joseph, you know, being disciplined and getting his guys in the right spot and putting the guys in the place, man, to make plays. And they did. Let's talk about J.J. Watt for a second, because I think that, you know, he can get, you know, targeted for being this brash personality. Is he worth the money? He's an older player. Was it a cash grab when he came to Arizona? I know one thing. Uh, the Cardinals have never lost a home game when J.J. Watt has been active on the roster for them. Regular season. Regular season. Mm -hmm. Dating back to last year, they have never lost a game with Watt in the lineup. So mm. say what you want about 99. I, I, he does make a difference for this team. He, the leadership aspect can get overblown. I get that 100%. It's important. But, but it is important. It is, it is important to guys like Zach Allen and Rashad Lawrence and you know, Zayvon Collins, these young players Correct. that are trying to ascend. And then you've got a, a first ballot future Hall of Famer up front trying to kick ass for you in his early 30s when his body's given out. Mm -hmm. It's like the last ditch effort by, by a great fighter. It's like when other golfers, you know, watch Tiger Woods play. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. Watt gives this team. And, you know, I was as loud as anybody this this past couple of weeks. Like, this is this is not a good development. He's overpaid. He's not giving the team anything. But he, Bo Brock, when he enters the lineup, mm -hmm. it's clear they're a different team. Yeah, I mean, none. the impact transcends the play on the field. And when you get to play on the field, and it's not, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't look anything what it used to look like, right? 20 sacks, yeah. right? Defensive, three-time defensive player year. This guy was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald existed, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he was the guy. He was him, as the kids say, right? Mm -hmm. But J.J. Watt, he puts guys like Zach Allen, Michael Dogby, mm -hmm. uh, the defensive linemen in better spots for success. And he he's a guy that offenses have to account for. They just can't <clears throat> not look after 99 because if you don't, he's going to make a play. Whether it's swatting the ball down, he's J.J. Swat, or if he's J.J. Watt getting to the quarterback like he used to be able to. So it's huge for this Arizona Cardinals defense. Let me ask you a question because there was a report by Arizona Sports John Gamadaro right before the game or a couple days before the game that the Cardinals were maybe interested in bringing in Jason Pierre-Paul. Did you see enough from the pass rush to say we're good or would you go out and make a move at edge rusher to try to refortify pass rush right now from outside linebacker that's not giving you very much? You just add to the If you can add to the rotation, do it. Yeah, it's not you're not a complete product. You know that you can always use players and there's there's ways you can kind of maneuver the roster now that you can be very creative. I I, I have no problem with it. I mean, yeah, JPP's played some big downs. It's an easy plug and play. Yeah. You don't you don't require much. You say, hey, man, this is your job. You you go up field five yards and make sure you keep everybody on the inside. That's easy. If you can get to the quarterback, get to him. But that's kind of basically it with the three finger nub that he has. Look, this. The body, the presence is always there. Another the veteran mix, leadership. Another veteran mm -hmm. leadership. We're going to say that without a doubt that you can have. Um, and then it just adds to the guys that that's, that's behind him that get a chance to say, man, we got Pierre Paul. You know, that, that, would, that would be something to add name-wise. I just think that you, know, you, you, can you can table your emotions on what you think you're going to get and then realize that you can hopefully get more out of him on the back end mm -hmm. as, as he gets more yeah. comfortable with the system. Uh, with with uh, with the system uh, of Vance Joseph. Yeah, put him on a pitch count, just like JJ, yeah. but put him on the third down pitch count where it's like, hey, JPP, on passing downs, obvious passing downs, come in, get a strip sack. Because I, I do think that's the one dynamic that the Cardinals don't have, and I'm not sure where it's going to come from. I mean, you know, people are saying bold strategy during the game to, to replace Vance Joseph <laughs> with essentially nothing. And I love Marcus Golden. He's already been on the team, and he's working his way back into shape, but they need more than that. Yeah. And Devon Kennard is not it. They clearly have no confidence right now in Maze Sanders to be that option. Who knows? This could be a redshirt year for Maze Sanders. Like as much as we hate to hate to think that, like they need more presence off the edge, Bobrock. So I think 
checking into that. Do you feel comfortable, though, with the defensive line group, the tackle group now yeah. with Watt and company? You should, yeah. I mean, but you could, it's it's like pitching in baseball. You, you can never have too much of it. Like, yeah. you, you always are going to, the, the same guys that you have after week two aren't going to be the same guys that you're going to have in week 17, week eight. Week eighteen now with the with the seventeenth game. So, it, yeah, you, if you could add guys that that have experience and deep playoff experience, ring like JPP. Mm-hmm. You, you if, the thing about going one and one instead of zero oh and two is that you're more you're still appealing to those guys. They're not like oh, I don't want to go into a, a, a organization that might be out of the playoff picture by you know the trading deadline or, or before that. So, I think you know the Cardinals are who they've said they are, and now you know they've proved that. That's who they are. Yeah, and it's interesting. You think about where this team was last year and that everything came easy. And I look at the 49ers last year that started three and five, and it was painful to watch that team in the best possible way. And they peaked at the end of the season and they got to the NFC title game. I know a lot of people have said the Cardinals fall apart at the end of the year, but I'm going to tell you right now, and Frank, you can attest to this because you did it in 1998, winning games like this builds confidence and character that you can do it when, you know, things don't go right. You lose players in November, December, January. It almost felt like that 2021 Arizona Cardinal team faced no adversity, and then Watt and Hopkins got hurt, and then the wheels came off. Whereas now it's like, well, we beat the Raiders. We were down a bunch of players. We Mm -hmm. were down at halftime. What can that do for this team and kind of the credibility they can build and the confidence they can build throughout the season? It's it's only going to make these guys that much better, that much closer, Mentally, emotionally, and physically, they'll always feel like right now they were probably at one of the worst positions they could ever be in, in a hostile environment, mm-hmm. along with, along with you know, the likes of facing, you know, Derek Carr, Jacobs, Crosby, Jones, uh, Wallace, Hunter Renfro, Adams, and then yet they pulled a rabbit out of their behind yeah, by man. not quitting. And those guys and themselves, man, will feel that way. They they will feel that way throughout the entire season. Let, 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 I see some two huge stats in the chat. Joel Venezuela, uh, Valenzuela, saying that he went over nearly 85 yards on that two-point conversion, the first one to get him to 15 points. And then this one, this is next step analytics, Afro Kyler better than braided hair Kyler. How do we feel about that? Uh, I had a friend text me on that too. I had a friend text me on that saying, say, "Hey, maybe you should, maybe you should go after all day." I, I can't comment on that, Frank Sanders. You want to? I, no, man. Hey, shit. You see it with your own two eyes. Yeah. Beethoven, Beethoven, <laughs> Beethoven, Kyler looks totally different than. Then uh oh what's what's my what's my boy name? Uh, uh he's a maestro out there though. Yeah, he looks yeah. he looks he looks so much better, man, than and it, and it's kind of matching his personality. You know, it's kinda he's on the edge, he's wiry, he's letting his hair grow and do his own thing, and man, he's out he's out balling. It looks great. I agree with you hundred percent. Afro Afro Kyler looks a hundred percent better than what's my dude name, man? That God dang it. I, it's all right. Uh, We've had a lot to drink here. Sorry. It's your next Cardinals post-game I know, I'm trying show. to get to 200 likes so I can do it again. Mouth. I, I would appreciate 200 likes, the likes chug regardless, again. even if it's a gimmick or not. I want to remind everybody, be sure to like, subscribe. Leave this podcast a five-star review. If you're new to us, welcome. If you've been here, thank you so much. We do this almost every day. We've got post-game shows, regular daily podcasts, 4 p.m. Arizona time, PHNX Cardinals live. Check out our shirt one more time. The hottest shirt at the PHNX Merchandise Locker, the touchdown shirt. We love it so much. Hopefully, there are many more touchdowns to come for the Arizona Cardinals next week against the L.A. Rams. 
We're going to preview it all. Bo Brock's going to be at practice come Monday. We're going to have a great time because we're on Victory Week. We're on Victory Monday here at PHNX Cardinals. So are you. Again, thanks to everybody. Thank you, producer Emma. It's been a long day. We've had a hell of a time. We will see you guys soon. Take care.